All right, all right. Welcome to Xander 2020, where we take a look at politics, power, and put a magnifying glass on the road to the White House. I am your lead candidate, Xander Alexander. I've got a vision, and it's 2020. Now, let's take a closer look, shall we? Xander 2020, I've got a vision, and it's 2020. Political commentary, bipartisan attitude, moderate Republican, liberal conservative. I speak my harsh truth and my cynical mind, though they're tough to swallow. I'm equal parts devilish and dateable. So don't mess around with me because you just might fall in love and I just might fall in love back. I'm the non-politician in the making, the non-billionaire who can't just run for president because I'm your average Joe. That's fine. I'm okay. I can underestimate because they do it to me all the other time. I quit school in the third grade because they have recess. I don't play. Who am I? I'm a registered Republican, gay, person of color, disabled, orphan, gender non-conforming, magna cum laude engineer, caretaker, attention seeker, achiever, but most importantly, I'm Xander Alexander. Okay, I know none of us saw this coming. At least I didn't. Well, I didn't see it happening like this. Xander 2020 has a nice ring to it though. You gotta admit that. This journey is going to be as ironic as it was inevitable. I'm gonna break stereotypes, stigmas, and press every button until it's nice and hot, like on fire, as in flaming, like homosexually flaming. (sighs) What did I get myself into? This is gonna be crazy, but somehow I feel more ready for this than I did for anything. I'm glad you've decided to take the journey with me because this is not a journey I wanted to take alone. But it should be fun. Politics and the road to 2020 are gonna be a very, very interesting one. It's gonna be a battle royale and it's gonna be the reality show we thought 2016 was gonna be and more. And not everybody wants to talk politics to the extent that It's almost like we need the Cliff Notes version of their agendas and their plans or our agendas and our plans because nobody's got time for all the nitty gritty of your your policy and like the line by line. They don't care. They care what your major points are and that you're going to tackle them and that you have a plan. And some of them care another layer about the plan after that. But for the most part, people don't watch news channels all the time. Some people don't watch the news at all. They watch reality television. They rely on keeping up with the Kardashians to tell them who's running for president. That's where we've come. 
or they get so frustrated that there's no candidate for them that they don't vote. Hundred million people last time? All right. How do we get this vote rocked? Let's rock the vote again. That was back in my day, rock the vote. I remember that and it worked beautifully. So how do we recreate that magic and recreate that spark to get both the Democrats and the Republicans going? Because it doesn't matter who the Democrat or the Republican nominee is. What matters is that the best possible person is running this office come 2020. Well, come 2020 election time, but you know what I mean. Because right now, let's be honest, it is a shit show. Nobody wants to see this. Nobody wants to see this. Nobody wanted to see this. Clearly, if everyone who had voted for him thought it was going to look like this, they probably wouldn't have. But they thought it was going to be different. And it hasn't been for many reasons, probably too many to count. But let's not overshadow or forget or make light of what Donald Trump has actually done to and for politics. He's shown us what a small government can look like. And by small, I mean tiny. This might be the smallest government we've ever had in the history of the United States. There are so many positions vacant right now. But somehow, what the government is still running. I mean, we just came off of a government shutdown, which left 800,000 federal employees furloughed or without paychecks. But that's a different subject and a different story. But he's shown us how, through executive orders, he can get his agenda across despite party lines, despite bipartisanship, and despite the general public not agreeing with him. So the next person better go in there ready, guns a-blazing, and start pulling triggers. We don't have time for you to sit around and go through red tape, red flags, and bureaucracy. Make it work and make it happen like he has. That's the challenge. Just don't drop the ball like he did. Surround yourself with people who know what they're doing. Fill your cabinet with more than just sugars and spices and everything nices. I almost broke out into a rap. And it's not going to be easy, not in the least bit. So whoever gets in there, they better be ready for a battle because they are going to be rebuilding a government that was broken. If anything, We've pointed out all the flaws 
we've pointed out probably a lot of excess because there's a lot of departments going without department heads and without departments altogether, and yet somehow the world's still running, so maybe there's some fat to trim. All right, let's do that. Let's build it back up from the ground up and put people in a place that need to be there. And let's not be afraid of overstaffing our government. God forbid the government was overstaffed. No. People who rely on the government, most of them have no other options. So we need to make this their best option, not their last resort. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. And if you don't believe me, then ask some pollsters or whatever it is you guys do ahead of time. What's on their mind? Because medical care for all is not on the mind of anybody who's in the middle class or above. Their medical care is is taken care of. They've all got health care. They go to their shrinks, they get their prescriptions, they're just fine. It's those who rely on the government that we need to take care of. And that's who, those are who are getting neglected right now. Because we're not putting forth proper Medicare or medical care for all legislation that adequately covers everything it needs to cover. And is within budget. I mean, have any of you ever been, have you ever been to a public medical facility? They're usually pretty gross. Like, really gross. But, and they're run down and the employees there are miserable and it's just not a good experience all around. But that's okay. We've, that just means we've got a lot of room to grow. We need to make our government great again. Make our government great again. And then we can be a country that's great again. Or whatever. That's great. Forget again. But we've got to stop the bleeding. And we've got to stop it soon. Because this country has taken a tumble and a nosedive. Especially in our public perception from the world. How are we supposed to be the leaders of the free world if we can't even lead ourselves? Exactly. Let's not let someone else think they're striking while the iron is hot and we've got our defenses down. We definitely need probably now more than ever, more defense money because we're being perceived as being weak. So we need to show strength. National security is of the utmost importance. Border security, we'll get there. We'll find a way, but national security is much more important. And besides, 
Let's do the border security smart. Let's not waste unnecessary money. Let's use the dialogues and the information we're gathering from the El Chapo investigations to guide how we block drug trafficking because they are spilling their guts and the beans in those trials and telling us how it's all done and how it all went down. So let's listen in on those and then develop some reform based on that entail. And now we're just going to take a little segue and talk about Republican women in politics. Okay, so politics is an arena for adults. This is definitely one of those times because I'm about to burn my bra and let these ladies in on a little secret. Dear Republican female voters, are you struggling to decide whether or not you should run from or for office in 2020 or sooner? Well, if 2020 is your target, then it might be a little too late because 2018 didn't go according to plan or the red plan. So the blues and the reds are both trying to figure out how to hold their breath until they turn purple or figure out a new plan. So Republican ladies that are doubting themselves or think they should save themselves for an election that matters, how about you wait to shave your legs in the winter and just do it when summer comes because that's an easier season that matters. Make sense? For starters, here's a checklist. Grow a pair and step that blank up both sides of the coin fear begets nothing except for more fear and less voting your gender is half the population so get them all on your side and then we have a runoff percentages are colorblind and can't distinguish between genders and same goes for approval ratings now men have the right to choose what happens to their bodies as should you bipartisan approach should not be about pro-life versus pro-choice how about pro-life choice make the laws non-binary e.g yes no maybe but at least it's a choice use cases like rape victim who wants to keep the baby all things considered force consent incest etc some people are raped by their cousins some people marry their cousins So a one-size-fits-all doesn't apply here. If you take brute strength out of the equation, women are relatively equal, if not superior, on all categories. Look at the disparities in sports. Contact versus non-contact sports. Women can hold their own, if not more, in non-contact sports. Showing you that it's not just about brute. Country first. Women are naturally better caretakers. Maybe they would naturally take better care of the country. National security, last I checked, the president isn't fighting Wakanda style for supremacy of the free world. And if you don't think a woman can be tactical and strategic with pinpoint accuracy, you probably have never seen one scorned. As the leaders of the free world 
help break down barriers for other countries so they too can treat their women equally or we allow them to seek asylum here. The US population is aging faster than it's growing. We need to reverse that ASAP. Let's start urban development on the parts of the country that aren't being used. Maybe a good place for some AI use to run a city in what was once considered inhabitable space. Behind every strong man is an even stronger woman. And it's time to step out of the shadow and fight stigma with stigma in the light. You don't have to prove you're better than a man to do a job that's never been given to a woman. You just have to be a woman who takes the first shot at a job no woman has ever been given the opportunity of doing. You're welcome. I think it's time and I think we're ready for it. A new era of politics. And this will be one that none of us saw coming. It's not like there's a blueprint to the perfect road of politics, is there? Is it red or is it blue? In reality, it should be purple. Because lest we not forget, when we're not in election season, we're working together. The three branches of government work together to form the government. Keyword being work together. And that's why I like to stress, together, that's our commitment. Together, that's our commitment. Because together should be our commitment. We can't do it separately and we can't do it by ourselves. So we must do it together. Bipartisan, nonpartisan, reach across the aisle, do whatever it is you have to do to get the job done. Simple as that. No questions, no clapbacks, and no disrespect for each other. Because if our government can't respect each other, then how in the hell is any other government supposed to respect us? It's not gonna be politics as usual. In 2016, we saw what an electorate did when they were angry. And now we're gonna see what an electorate does when they're pissed. No questions have been answered. So many stones have been left unturned. But whose fault is it? And whose fault will it be over the next two years? while we try to run government and have an election during a time where tensions have never been higher and people have never been more afraid of their futures. The recent government shutdown showed us that nobody is safe when 75% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. And nearly half of them couldn't take on a $500 burden if it came up. What does that say about the American dream? What does that say about the status of where 
the middle class is. A once thriving middle class is now seeing itself ripped to shreds with a painful decision of eat or be eaten. So they're either becoming upper middle class or upper class or they're falling into the ranks of the lower class. And they're realizing what it's like to rely on our government. And let me tell you folks, if you've never had to rely on our government, it is not a pretty thing and it is not an easy thing by any stretch of the imagination. Government facilities are usually run down, they're old, they're outdated, they're antiquated, and they're staffed by employees who don't necessarily like their jobs. They're understaffed, underfunded, underfacilitated. And this is just wrong. The government is responsible for taking care of so many people who can't take care of themselves otherwise. And yet here we are cutting government funding. Now, while I'm not for big government, the government has to be enough or big enough and efficient enough to cover the people it needs to take care of. Why not make government jobs coveted jobs that are decently high paying jobs for some of the smartest people in the nation in the nation? Let them fill those jobs. Make the government great again. America can wait. Make the government great again. I think that would be a first start for the next president. Because we've got a long way to go. We've come a long way. We've seen a lot of things on the way, taken the scenic route, and now it's time to put the pedal to the metal and get some work done. So let's see how this politics season turns out because it is going to be one hell of a ride. We're going to see ups, we're going to see downs, we're going to see twists, we're going to see turns. It is going to make your eyes roll to the back of your head and your jaws drop. It's going to be one fierce, fierce battle royale for the White House. And you better believe the last person standing is going to be the victor of all victors. Because they're going to need to slay the giant. And that's going to be no easy feat. He's not going to make it easy for anyone. Not anyone who tries to unseat him as the incumbent, and not anyone who tries to take him out from the other side. But that's okay. Because I have confidence that we are going to have a strong pool on our side. The GOPs are going to put forth some contenders who will be viable enough to take out Donald Trump. And we've already seen how many contenders have already put their hat, their name into the hat on the Democratic side. From socialists to radicals to left wings, they've got the whole gamut ready to throw at the GOP. But right now the GOP still controls two branches of government and they've got a lot of work to do if they want to keep control of those because I highly, highly doubt they're taking the House back. 
but if they want to hold on to that Senate and they want to hold on to the presidency, change is going to have to happen. A lot of people are going to have to grow a pair because they're afraid right now to go against Donald Trump. They're afraid to denounce the alt-right. They're afraid to denounce the KKK. Even though legislation was just passed, is it too little too late? And how many of those people on the Republican side actually believe in that? There's still some deep-seated issues of racism that need to be addressed at every level of the government and society. Let's not underestimate anything or anyone this time around. Because it literally could be anyone's game. The Republican Party has a lot more at risk, too, because their party is at the risk of losing it all, They're at the risk of extinction. The growth rate of liberals and independents versus the Republicans is astonishing. They're outgrowing us by a pretty decent margin. And if the Electoral College ever gets eliminated, the Republicans may never have a chance of taking office again. Might be a scary thought for them to think about, for us to think about, and a problem for us to solve. How do we get those new young voters on our side? How do we show everyone that not every Republican is a racist or a bigot or a Donald Trump supporter or a right, alt-right, KKK, David Cook-loving truck driver? It's kind of funny and ironic how the Democratic Party's been acting lately. They've been acting like the very characters they're denouncing with name-calling, finger-pointing, clapbacks. It's like a child's game on the playground where there are no rules and yet each of the children is just doing everything they can to ruffle the feathers of the other one. Democrats, be better. Be better than that. Remember what Michelle Obama said? When they go low, we go high. Fine, when we go low, why don't you guys go high? Or why don't you guys try getting high and making some decisions? You're so afraid to push the button because you're afraid of the repercussions. There will be mistakes. There will be errors. And that's to be expected. 
Nobody's perfect. No system is perfect. We have to trial and error some things. Not everything is going to roll out perfectly the first time. Take this podcast, for instance. It's going to be a mess until it's everything. Everything. Until everyone wants to listen and and wait on bated breath as to what's going to come out next. Because I can tell you one thing. Even I don't know what's coming out next. And the predictions are only going to get better or worse. But there's some key players who are consistent. And there's some key players who are going to change the game. It's just which side and which players. Because it's never always who you expect. Sometimes you have to expect the unexpected because that's what's going to happen. And there's nothing else we can do about it. But sit back, relax, and watch the show. Because ultimately, it's going to come down to one day, one vote. So if you have nothing for 2020, then have vision. 2020 and 2020. See clear. I have a vision and it's 2020. A perfect vision for a less than perfect world. Together, that's our commitment.